Hey guys, we've got to that point in the show where we need to start depending on listeners like you to help keep this thing going. What are we, fucking PBS? Oh yeah, you know it. I'm LeVar Burton. I wanted to be LeVar. Fuck. All right. I caught it first. Yeah, I'm hosting we... Jeopardy. <laughs> are you though? Listen guys, we, we need your help uh, to help keep the lights on as they say. Uh, we are launching our Patreon for Masters of the Cinematic Universe. Yes. Yes. And we have uh, different tiers that you can sign up for and pledge to, just like PBS. Um, you get some different real cool gifts and prizes and merch, uh, depending on the tier that you sign up for. Oh, we got all the tiers. Oh, yeah. You Back. can either be a friend it, of the show, a oh. friend with benefits. Ooh. We just we could start to get serious, or you could just put a ring on it already. Yeah. Ooh, damn. And if you uh, if you exceed that amount, uh, you know we'll send you some not safe for work picks if, if you want. <laughs> it's not safe for your eyes picks in my case, but <laughs> not safe for anything right. picks. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, guys, check out uh, patreoncom motcu. Uh, take a look at well, all the different tiers that we're offering. Lots of cool. Uh, swag coming your way from stickers to t-shirts to getting to pick the film that we uh, talk about. Yeah. The yeah. tears started at a dollar. A dollar a month. Come on, what? folks. That's it? Yep. One buck to get in on that on that number one tier. And All with right. that, you even get the live chat with us anytime you want, as well as a shout out on every episode. Right. So, come on. That's less than a cup of coffee a month. Jesus, what a steal. Yeah, guys, right? check it out. Again, patreon.com slash M-O-T-C-U. And then enjoy this week's movie. All right, welcome back to part two of Batman. Uh, last we left, we got Hint of a Joker. Uh, what is your favorite Joker, guys? Um, <laughs> you know, it's... <laughs> That was stupid. Um, for me, uh, I mean, Heath Ledger's hard to top, but Jack is Jack. And yeah. I worship at the, the altar of Jack. And the fact that he has, to this day, said it's one of his favorite ever roles that he did. Like yeah. He absolutely loved doing this movie and the freedom it gave him to be just so grand and colorful. Yeah. So, I mean, and, and uh, you know... I was going to talk about it later, but really quick, I haven't watched this movie in quite a long time. So rewatching it, like his performance just holds perfectly. Yeah. There's nothing dated about his performance. It's absolute genius. So, you know, for posterity's sake, I would say Jack. I'm going to go Jack also. Jack also. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I, you watch this movie, you get the impression that he's just kind of doing whatever the fuck he wants to do. Oh, yeah. 100%. And he, that's why he loved it and so much. And having fun yeah. at it. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah. Jack Jack Napier is paying homage to the actor who played Alfred in the Batman television series from the 60s, um, which I thought was kind of weird when I discovered that piece of trivia because, uh, I mean, nothing against that guy, but Cesar Romero played the Joker in that series. I, know. I don't know, maybe a, a Cesar in there or a Romero would have been cool. but <laughs> I know, exactly, exactly. But uh, So, yeah, we get a hint of things to come in what is... I think between the three of us, our favorite Joker of all time. Yeah. Um, we cut to Vicky Vale and Bruce Wayne's first date, and uh, it's kind of awkward, man. It's kind of it's kind of perfect too. It ties into that awkward, vulnerable Bruce Wayne we were talking about. Um, they're sitting in like a formal dining room in Wayne Manor, yeah. and the table is so long that they can't even hear each other speak at right. the he- opposite heads of this table um this a common theme on our show is the stuff that survives the movies and makes its way into our, our everyday vernacular bruce wayne table that is a phrase that is spoken in my house all the time <laughs> that's great whenever there's a big table uh, right. we call it a bruce wayne table that's just what it is <laughs> and uh again it's a cool little moment of levity in in a you know pretty dark and serious comic book movie uh, especially from the Bruce Wayne side of things, because his role doesn't do a lot. It's probably frustrating for Keaton too, because he's in this yeah. movie. He's with Jack Nicholson, so he's already like, "Oh shit!" Like Jack Nicholson, I got to do something here. Yeah. Um, 
and he doesn't get a lot of room to breathe. He does something later that's so over the top. <laughs> it feels yeah. like it feels like that all boiled over in that moment. He was like, yeah. you know what? I'm gonna fucking I'm swinging for the fences here. Yeah. What was the? Um, I'm thinking of another movie. For some reason, I was thinking it was this movie, but it's not. Where they have a similar situation where they're sitting at the Bruce Wayne table, and um, it's like a they're like the person's like rich but like doesn't have manners. And he like drags the chair like all the way around to sit right next to the girl. Oh, damn! And it's like so loud and obnoxious, and like yes. everyone's like all the helpers are looking at him. Oh God, that sounds it sounds very uh, Mel Brooksy. But yeah. I was thinking it was this, but it's not. That wasn't no. Trading Places. That didn't happen. Ch- no, it wasn't Trading Places. No, it was like uh, a dude, similar. It's right there. I'll think about it. But yeah, I know exactly. <laughs> It'll what you're come. Talking about. It'll come. It's like. Yeah. Yeah. And dragging the chair across the floor right. and shit. Exactly. And exactly. everyone's just looking at him like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> well, uh, in that scene, I mean that that Keaton line, I don't I don't even think I, I don't think I've ever even been in this room. That's his line. Oh like, nice. He he ad libbed that line because again, that's where he was he was trying to establish, you know, his version of Bruce Wayne. Yeah. So he ad libbed that line, uh, or he worked you know, he told Burton, I'm gonna say this and Burton's like, Please do <laughs> you know. So, yeah, the aloofness, you know. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and that's such a great line. I don't think I've ever even been in this room. <laughs> yeah, and it, it it makes you like the guy, you know. Right, it makes, it makes exactly. him relatable. Um, they end up having dinner with Alfred in like the butler's quarters, which is kind of, you know, yeah, kind of nice. And they're they're hanging out with him, and Alfred really takes a shine to this girl. He's you know like this one's a keeper. It, yeah. So much so that later on he's like, "Fuck your secret, man." <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yep. Um, but you know, obviously Alfred like raised this kid, and you know he understands that he's got to do this Batman thing, and he's going to help him do it. But he would like to see him settle down and have a family and have a happy life. And uh, it's kind of heartbreaking for him that he can't do that. So I, I understand where Alfred's coming from here. Mm-hmm. Here's your opportunity to let go, you know. And he has a cool line later where he says something to the effect of, uh, I don't want to spend my last years, like, mourning um, not only the loss of my friend, but of his son. Yeah. So yeah, that was, yep. Kind of cool. So we get we get a little bit of the uh, the meet-cute stuff that, you know, they, they want to inject into every modern uh, comic book movie. The love interest stuff you could argue that in the batman lore and in the film it's not necessary and i would buy that argument it it's it, it does seem to feel it out of place um but it is what it is and i could mm-hmm. be wrong i could be wrong on that um meanwhile we get to see um the joker emerge like you know he's he's survived his ordeal he's wrapped in bandages he's in the shittiest surgery center of all time and uh dude is using the dental tools from little shop of horrors yeah, yeah. I, I i figured out the table thing too oh what is it oh game of thrones when Tyrion drags a chair at the fucking table at the meeting he has like a chair at the other end of the oh, table. oh yeah yeah he, he, he drags does that, that yeah. shit all the way exactly. around he's at the other end of the 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 table when the council is together yeah. yeah, so he like drags the chair so uncomfortably yeah. loud. There's a com there's a comedy that does something similar as Coming well, to America movie. also does it where Akeem likes trying to talk to his dad at the table and he walks to the other end but he doesn't Yes, chair. that's what it is. It's no chair, but that's But the one I was thinking of was was Game of Thrones. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. That's another show that I need to watch, Game of Thrones. Just watch the first like four seasons. All right, that's what I'm. No, that's you got You got to. You got to complete it. But yeah, well, complete I, it and then read the books so you can realize how stupid the show was. But don't read the books first because then you'll hate the show. Uh, yeah, that's what I. That's what I hear. That's what I hear. I'll so it watch it first thing. so you can enjoy it. Then read the book so you can hate it. Okay, <laughs> it's on the list. It's on the list. Um, Joe, if you want to play this next clip, this is uh, Jack Napier's reaction to seeing his face as the Joker for the first time. Let's see how we did.
understand that the nerves were completely severed, Mr. Napier. <laughs> you see what I have to work with here. <laughs> So good, man. Oh, excellent. Excellent. Yeah, it's it's hard to argue against Jack being the best Joker, especially, you know, yeah. having the benefit of listening to that again. It's like, come yeah. on, man. Mm-hmm. That's perfect. So fucking unhinged. A f- friend of the show's, Elad Mizrahi, would hate him because he's a big smile on his face all the time. Like, no <laughs> one should be that happy. <laughs> That's true. Um, we don't really get to see him yet, just just his reaction to himself. So keep that in mind. Uh, we cut back to the manor. The date's going real well because everybody's buzzed. Or, you yeah. know, everybody but Bruce. Bruce keeps it between the lines because you never know when you're going to strap the rubber suit on and, and you know, go <laughs> beat up some junkies. Yeah. <laughs> There's a lot of junkies to beat up in this town, guys. Just in case, you know, you didn't get that, that memo from the beginning of the movie. So... Vicky spends the night at Wayne Manor. Um, I'm not sure when this sequence comes into play, but I know that there's a moment where we cut to Bruce Wayne's bedroom, and oh, yeah. he, is, he is sleeping upside down like a bat. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. That is. It's so fucking patently absurd. <laughs> <laughs> and it. it yeah. As much as I love this movie, it so reeks to me of like, you know, all right, this guy, what's his deal? Batman. Yeah, what do bats do? Sleep upside down. Yes, love it. Like, but like, he didn't like, it's not like Spider Man where he got bit by a radioactive spider. Like, he just decided to be a bat. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. He just, like, he chose to be a bat. It wasn't like he got bit by a bat and now he's a bat. And like, he's like, oh, what animal seems fucking cool? He's like, go with bat. It always well, bothered me. Eric, in the comics, though, I mean, because I know in the um, in the Bale Batman, I mean, he gets he goes into the Bat Cave or a mm-hmm. cave full of bats, and that's what sets him off. He has a fear of bats, right? Is that he, in the comic books like that, or in the comic books, he's just like, kind of sitting in his library, and this bat flies in through the window, breaks the glass, and it inspires in him this moment of terror. Okay. And then he runs uh, out of the cave saying, I hate guano! Yeah. <laughs> Bumblebee exactly. tuna. Yeah, so it's, you know, he just, I'm going to use this terror and inflict it upon crime. Okay, all right, I get it. But yeah, in this case, he's like, you know what would be cool as fuck? Is if I slept upside down as if yeah. I were a bat. Like, it's yeah. just... It's like, I want to tell this chick I'm Batman. How can I do that? I'm gonna sleep upside down when she wakes up. Maybe she'll be two and two together. And I love she. She looks over like, oh yeah, that's not weird at all. Yeah. Like <laughs> there should have been an expression on her face, like, yo, I gotta get the fuck out of here. This guy is insane. <laughs> what is he doing over there? He's just swinging. Fucking, <laughs> fucking rich people. <laughs> it's like the beginning of a horror movie. Yeah. Like I, this rich guy took me uh, to his house and things went well. And I stayed the night. I woke up and he was hanging upside down, swinging there like a fucking maniac. Anyway, <laughs> not to spend too long on that, but I need everyone to understand how stupid it is. Fifty Shades of Wayne. <laughs> I, I don't know. Yeah, fit, exactly. I would have preferred that. Like if he was into some fucking uh, yeah. BDSM or something. That well, makes sense. Wasn't he still in his tuxedo the next morning? Probably. Which implied that they just slept and not did anything else. Well, she does later say she slept with him. Yeah, right, she does. Like, she does. Well, maybe she meant actually slept. I don't know. Because <laughs> she's saying in, in a way like, I can't believe I slept with you. <laughs> can't believe I watched you sleep upside down. Yeah. Um, <laughs> can't believe I let you like bat me, bat dong me. Oh, God. <laughs> mm. So, Grissom. Uh, and Alfred watched. Don't say Alfred. Leave Alfred out of this, man. He's a sweet old man. He is. He's like, sir, can I change your condom, please? Oh, oh <laughs> boo. That's more out of trading places. The uh, <laughs> the butler there would do yeah. that for Dan Aykroyd. I love that movie. 
or wash the royal so penis. I need I to know about that's on none of our lists. Why is that not on any of our lists? That's true, oh, man. No. We got to get that because that movie holds up too. It is friggin' funny. Anyway, I'll add it to one of our lists. So, go ahead, move on. Sorry. So we cut to Grissom in his penthouse, and he's confronted by now the Joker, and uh, we get to see really cool prosthetics man we get to see joker for the first time uh joe if you want to hit this clip this is uh the joker proper don't bother your life won't be worth spit i've been dead once already it's very liberating you should think of it as uh therapy Maybe we can cut a deal. Jack. Jack is dead, my friend. You can call me Joker. And as you can see, I'm a lot happier. That's just such cool delivery, man. Yeah. Yep. Um, yeah, I, I, I was very impressed by the scene rewatching this movie because his Joker is not manic all the time. Like, he still relies very much on the old Jack Napier stuff. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And he's he's very... He's like a mobster still. So in, in this scene, he's, you're still getting that intensity, but he'll lose it, and he'll give in to, like, the fucking... the silliness of it all. Yeah. So right after you yeah. get that bit of dialogue and he, he starts to shoot him, he does this fucking sequence of like shooting behind his back and through his legs yeah. and it's so great he's having it's, a yeah. blast mm-hmm. it's almost like he's on acid <laughs> <laughs> acid's on him no. yeah um and, and like i said we get to see the reveal of his face and it's one of those things i don't know if it's because i'm so used to seeing it or so iconic or whatever it is um i love it man like just what they were able to achieve with just gluing shit to this man's yes. cheeks. Yeah. So even when he's not smiling, he's smiling and there's something sort of eerie about that. Um, it looks awesome, man. It yeah. is. It really is it's good work. Now I, I do know that Nicholson would show up on set later in the morning, stipulate <laughs> in his contract, get in the makeup chair, fall asleep for however long that took. Right. Right. Um, yeah. He got to set his own terms pretty. Yeah. Yeah, did did you did you see the story? That the other thing he would do, because um, you know he's a crazy Lakers fan, so he would have the games recorded, and then he would, when he wasn't falling asleep, would watch the bat- night before his basketball game while he was getting the makeup done. And there was one day when there was no game on, so he actually watched a dart tournament. <laughs> dart tours. <laughs> dart, because he needed to watch something. And then later on set, he, he walks by Keaton and he goes. Yeah, that was a great dart game, wasn't it? <laughs> and they both, like, lost it. They just started <laughs> laughing at each other. So, yeah. That's funny, man. Yeah, I'm, yep. I'm, I'm looking at this scene right now with Keaton hanging upside down. He's even <laughs> making the chicken wing arms like they're, you know what I mean? Like a yeah. bat. Yeah, it's yes, exactly. Up. Not yeah. to digress, but God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was definitely a low point in the movie. <laughs> so, uh, Joker you know now that he's sort of running things in his own mind um latches onto the idea that batman is sort of stealing his press which is a a super odd motivation for his character but it really is the driving motivation for the joker in this movie um he sees a newspaper it says like wing freak you know something about gotham and you know joe this next clip is is uh his response to that (laughs) Terrorizes 
get a load of me. several things i love about this clip good yeah one is the obvious is he ends that bit of dialogue with the weirdest shit i've ever seen anyone a human do (laughs) but it's so perfect um that boop you heard is just him smacking his lips together and going boop (laughs) (laughs) it's just fantastic also the way that joe um that clip was was cut that sound you heard at the beginning, that squeaking sound, that's fucking Michael Keaton hanging upside down. Yeah. <laughs> you can hear it. He's just hanging upside down, chicken wing. <laughs> and Vicky Bill's laying in bed watching him like, yep, that's a normal thing that people do. But yeah, uh, you know, again, Joker's just so pissed off that the press is paying more attention to this Batman guy because he feels like, well, look at me. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm fucked up looking now too. Like I, I'm gonna own this town. So wait till they get a load of me is such an iconic line. Yeah. yeah. Um we wake up the next morning at Bruce's place with Vicky. Um apparently he's unhooked himself from his contraption. And uh she's she's like, you know, this was great, we should uh do it again, we should get lunch, whatever, and he's you know he's like, he does the thing where he's like, oh, no, I can't do it today. Uh, going out of town. And uh, Alfred is many things, but a good wingman, he is not. Nah. <laughs> because she he's comes like, down. All right, I'll see you guys when you get back. Uh, we're not going anywhere, bitch. <laughs> he's like, we're going to be here for a while. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and he says it with a smile, like, you know, hey, no idea. It's like, what house? <laughs> Oh man, Alfred, bless your heart. Um, we cut back to what was Grissom's penthouse is now Napier's penthouse, the Joker's penthouse, and the outfit changes in this movie. By the way, are fucking phenomenal, especially yeah. when it comes to Joker. You got the purple and the and the orange and all that, but just like the velvet robes and the you yeah. know the hats and the gloves, he's he's an artist. That's another thing we didn't address in this movie. This Joker is both a mobster and a huge art lover. That's <laughs> it's an odd, it was he an is. odd choice. Yeah. Um, he has this this meeting with kind of like the uh, I guess the lieutenants or the heads of the different crime families that they work with, and he's opted to paint over his white face with flesh color. Yeah, know, it's weird. As not to alarm. Meanwhile, it, it looks more horrifying this way had, than had he just, like, left the clown shit on. Yeah. It, you know, because that, that rigor mortis smile is still there. The weird cheeks are still there. His eyes are super wide, and, and uh, it's kind of terrifying. But the effect is very cool when they do it. Yeah. Um, and there is some, some sort of behind-the-scenes and trivia on how they achieved it. So, uh, But before we get there, we get to the classic Joker hand buzzer murder device oh, that so great and it's uh it kind of reminds me of like raiders of the lost ark like some of the effects at yeah. the end yep. um this guy just turns into this charred little skeleton very nightmare on elm street sinking into the mattress you know but it was very cool though you know as he was starting to fry the blue you know electric light coming out of his collar I mean, yeah. it was well done. Yeah. You know, especially for that time. And, you know, yeah. Then he turned into a crispy critter. I bought it. I mean, it, it's, yeah. you know, especially. Better than the, the fucking Ark and Raiders of the Lost Ark killing everybody. Yeah. <laughs> I'd, I'd, I'd say it's an, an improvement for sure. Um, after he does this, Joker wipes his forehead with the handkerchief in his jacket. And the flesh colored paint starts to come off. And you see the white underneath. Now that looks cool that looks really cool and it's apparently really hard to achieve that effect um, i'm assuming they just put like white out in the fucking rag that he rubbed on his head because no. he i think he was putting the white on not taking it off no well, that's that, not how they did it eric knows how they did it good 
So if I understand this correctly, they did the white. And by the way, the, they couldn't just do white. Like when they did the Joker, there was a white that was too white and it blurred him out when he moved against the black of Batman. So they had to find the right shade. So they put that on first. They put on, uh, I don't know, whatever they used for the flesh colored. I know that like his handkerchief had like uh, acetone or something on it. Yeah, so, so he, he, they put they put the white on with something called Pax paint. Uh, I guess it's a makeup paint. Then they put a layer of oil oh, okay. over the white because the paint that they used is not affected by the oil. Then whatever they used, whatever substance they used to put the flesh-colored color on him, laid on top of the oil. Okay. And then you're right. His rag had like some isopropyl alcohol on it, which wipes off the flesh-colored. But because the oil is there, it doesn't affect the white. You think the white's protected by the oil layer. Mm. Easier just for them to leave him natural skin and then just put some white out in a rag and have him rub it on. Yeah, probably. I Maybe they tried and it didn't come off on camera well or something. I don't know. But, yeah, it, it's like the trouble, you know, they go to. I mean, that flashes back to the um, to Jurassic Park because the, the water, you know, the cup of water in the, yeah. in, in the truck was so hard for them to figure out something that simple was so hard for them to do. It's just like that here. It's like they had to go jump through so many hoops to get this simple three-second thing on on camera. The funny part they is they don't worry out. about a lot of the other things looking realistic at all. Yeah. <laughs> so you pick your battles. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah like exactly. Spotlight's uh, going up a building. We can't figure that one out, but we're going to really do this crazy <laughs> fucking ridiculous thing to put, make his face white. Yeah. Uh, that's true, man. That I'm glad you pointed that spotlight out because it's, oh, it's so up. terrible later. It's absurd. Um, the same guy who did Batman turning around at the beginning of the movie was probably the spotlight guy. Not to call <laughs> him out, but... Yeah. So what's cool about this scene is the way they end it after everyone leaves the room. It's just uh, Joker and the body of the guy he killed. And you want to talk about chewing scenery. Like, the dialogue that he has with this dead body yes. is some of the best in the movie, man. Yep, yep. And he cracks himself up, and it's just, it's just part of that wonderful performance, man. Yeah. Um, one of my favorite Joker moments in this movie is, is the end of that scene, where he's he's like tightening the guy's tie. And just, like, <laughs> yeah. It's just awesome, man. Yeah. Um. Yeah. This and and it's interesting too. Like, the a lot of the look of this movie, um, heavily inspired that. Batman the animated series that you know sort of came out as a response to it so they used the same music the Danny Elfman music um, the same design cues so all of this stuff you're seeing with Joker and the purple sort of tux and the orange and the and the blue it's all lifted from this movie even the tone and like the art deco and the you know yeah um, that that Burton stuff they mm -hmm. you know they really wanted it to feel adult and and you know, get away from the camp, which is what this movie was trying to do. This was the first live-action Batman since Adam West. Right. Yeah. So, like, the expectation was, you're going to make a fucking Batman movie? Like, that's going to be silly as shit. Because we've seen Batman and, and you know, the bow pang, or, you know, boom Bang, shit. Pow. Like, yeah. Kabam. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And I love that show, but it's... Which, it's that you always know. reminds me, like, um, there was one of the Madden games back in the day um, had Chris Collinsworth was was the uh, the play by play guy in the in, or the color guy in it, and every time if you like managed to break for like a fifty yard plus touchdown as you're running, he would go na 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 touchdown. Oh God! <laughs> <laughs> wow. He fucking laugh every time. Hey, I, I parked I my that. I parked my six year old fat little kid ass in front of the tv every time batman was on when i was a kid oh my god it was the best and you know yeah. these movies eventually got back to that which was yeah maybe the problem no um, it was the solution i don't know man like no, we talked we talked wasn't. about the Clooney one batman and robin that was the last the schumacher you know th yeah, that, that was, was my favorite and uh that killed never the leave home without the bat card that killed the franchise 100 percent because until it, Nolan took it back that it was, killed it it was pure camp it was yep. 
there was a scene where Batman and Robin tapped their heels together and ice skates came out of their <laughs> I know. It's so fucking great. And mm-hmm. they had a fucking hockey fight. Like, it, right. was, it was... It's so good, though. Like, how... Like, but I don't it's know. not. But it, it is. I think it falls into that, like, it's so bad it's good It's category. It's absurdity. No, I, I have plenty of movies like that that I love. It's so bad. It's fun to See, watch. See, you guys are missing the point that I love things that are absurd. Yeah. I mean, listen, it's all absurd. Like, you know, a guy dressing up in a rubber suit and... and yeah. But Why do we need to make this serious? <laughs> I mean, you know what it is, man? It they gave uh, Michael Keaton a copy of Dark Knight uh, Returns when he was when he accepted the role for this because Dark Knight Returns by Frank Miller was right. kind of like the seminal like hey we can take this character and tell a really adult story um, you know that sort of changed the landscape mm-hmm. because Batman comics in the in you know the 30s 40s 50s 60s they were campy too like. Right, as campy or more as as the Adam West stuff. So, yeah, um, there was a hunger for adult comic book content in the '80s, and this was like, you know, a proving ground. It's like, yeah, we can do that. Um, yeah. See, for you know, me, like funny shit works better in comic book movies. There's got to be a balance, right? Like the MCU yeah. works really well because there's a nice balance. They take it super seriously. Like, Ragnarok is probably the best balance of comedy to, like, important shit. Yeah. Yeah, but that's smart comedy. That's that's the thing. I need smart comedy. I can't... The base humor of Batman and Robin was just... It wasn't funny. I mean, Mr. Freeze's lines were horrible. They were telegraphed (laughs) from five miles away. You knew what he was going to say before he said it. Well, that's just Arnold in general. Base. Yeah. You know? That's Arnold Schwarzenegger. (laughs) And really quick, you mentioned Schumacher, right? I was so excited when he took over because he was one of my favorite directors back then because he was able to, in all of his movies, all right, just inter- just intermesh the truly dark themes with visuals, beautifully colorful visuals. Yeah. You know, um, it, it, with the Lost Boys and, and even like St. Almost Fire, which was one of the Brat Pack movies, but... Um, Lost Boys and um, Flatliners and those kind of movies. I was so excited about it because Flatliners scared the shit out of me. I yeah. mean, I was an adult when that came out. Well, you know, a young adult. That scared the shit out of me because that was great. But then he took it and just did what he did with, and he fucking ruined it. <laughs> he just yeah. was, I was so disappointed in him. <coughs> I really was. Danny was DeVito as the Penguin was fucking great too. No, I thought that was horrible. That's like like such a good. He did such a good job. I didn't like Danny because he's so shitty and trashy. I love Danny DeVito. I just thought it was gross. Yeah, that's the point. It's supposed to be gross. Yeah, but even back then, it just wasn't for me. It just wasn't for me. Well, yeah, Batman Returns, the sequel here, part two. That that that's when Burton goes full Burton. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. And that's what I love. I want the full full Burton. It was a major step down in the story and everything from the first one. And it was it was it was felt that way by critics and audiences back when it came out. Like it was not well received at all. Yeah, but it was full of fluff, and I love that. There were a lot of scenes in that movie, uh, Danny DeVito trying to fuck Catwoman, and it was yeah, no, it was so great. Exactly, it was it's it was the creepiest Uncle Creepy shit ever. (laughs) All I know is he dropped his uh, wallet and his Magnum condoms and wad of hundreds fill out. It's called the Frank uh, system. The Frank I'm Doctor Mantis like when, he's the, when he eats the fish. He's the oh most, yeah! Oh, it's so good. Gross fucking thing ever. And he really oh. did that shit, man. Yeah. yeah. Oh, well, God. Danny DeVito, he like he's such a good actor. Oh, he's great. I love Danny DeVito. Absolutely he plays the him. best trash person I've ever seen. Yep. Like well, Frank in Always Sunny is the most trash fucking person. Of course. He does, yeah, I love he it. Does it and he's great. He's great in that. I think he's fantastic in that. Yeah. But. Well, if you want to talk about some creepy behavior, Vicky Vale starts to stalk Bruce Wayne. Uh, <laughs> just a little. Yeah. Follows his ass around. Follows his ass around. He goes back to Crime Alley to lay down two roses for his parents. Um, but yeah, she she's uh, she's a little extra, as the kids say, man. Like, <laughs> you guys only had one date. You should probably let it go. You know. Yeah. Guy, guy maybe doesn't want to see you, but she is straight up tailing his ass. 
Yeah, she is the crushing this. (laughs) (laughs) That's what she's doing. (laughs) And eventually, as the story goes on, she goes as far as to fully investigate him, like to use journalistic resources to figure out what's up with this guy that I slept with. Except for the fact that when she's sitting directly next to him dressed as Batman, she can't recognize him. No, no, (laughs) absolutely not. No one could recognize Michael Keaton's pouty lips through that. Yeah. My God. And I love, I I, I gotta say too, the actors that they pick to play Batman always have the most recognizable lower faces. Yes. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's incredible, man. They had Ben Affleck and his big fucking butt chin. It's like, (laughs) I know. In a lineup of fucking 100 guys, I'd be like, oh yeah, there's Batman. There's the, there's the chin. So true. Um, so she, you know, sees him lay the, the roses down, picks him up, and sort of silently wonders what the fuck that's all about. Um, we got another press conference that happens, and uh, this one is cool because <laughs> this one is theatrical and zany, and there's yeah. there's mimes. <laughs> like it's just. <laughs> I I just mentioned how Burtony things would get. This is probably the I like the fat mime. Fat mimes yeah. are way better than skinny yeah, mimes. I know, yeah, exactly. In my book, um, but yeah, this it's this is the seed of like how Burtony things will get. Um, so Vicky's there on site. Uh, Bruce Wayne's there on site. The fat mime <laughs> steals the show in the background. He really does. And uh, eventually, the Joker shows up. Um, the Joker shows up to kind of introduce himself to the city and um, he kills someone with a feather which is impressive yeah. yes that's great <laughs> Just the pen is mightier than the sword yeah, yeah. <laughs> we also get to see a little bit of uh, I haven't mentioned him yet but Napier's got sort of a right hand man named Bob yeah, yeah. Bob. <laughs> and uh yeah they made an action figure of Bob when they did when the movie came out. Um, you know, had its own action figure line. So you had Batman, and you know his utility belt. Like you could had had this retractable string on it, so you could like hook it onto stuff, and just awesome. You had the Joker, yeah, and then you yeah. had Bob. That's and so great. Bob had you know, it was called Power Kick Action. You press a button on the back of Bob, <laughs> okay. and he would give this shitty little kick yeah i gotta say it's extremely unrealistic there'd be a loud mouth new york clown who's got a army of white trash supporting him <laughs> i like it yeah that's very true I, I yeah like that just doesn't point, seem though. like something that could happen yeah I, so, I, I, what, what was his does does his uh, army have a name like in this they're all called goons like if you look in the cast list like Bob is the only one with it, one of the only ones with an actual name. The rest of them are just called Goon. Yeah. Uh, somewhere like I looked up Goon or Goon. In, Joker in the gang. trivia, they were called the Proud Boys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's true. Could be, could be. Got him. Um, some real quick stuff Got about a fucking clown. Yeah, some stuff about Bob. So he's played by uh, an actor called Tracy Walter, and he got that role because he's he's good friends with uh, with Nicholson. So Nicholson oh, asked that he be in that movie. And he's another dude from my youth. He played either goofy or creepy bastards in every almost every movie he's in. He was in Conan the Destroyer. He was the goofy sidekick. No Malik, way. In That's the same Conan guy? the Destroyer. Same guy. And um, he was in, he played a crazy stalker in um, uh, Steve McQueen's last movie called Hunter, where he was a... It was hmm. he was a bounty hunter. McQueen was a bounty hunter, and, and this guy was coming after him because he, he had locked this bad dude up. And uh, but again, he was just a character dude. Actually, I, no, I think he's still alive. But um, he just played all crazy roles like that. Yeah, he was in City Slickers. He was in Repo Man. He was, he was in, in that Emilio Estevez movie Repo Man. Yeah, he played Miller in that. Oh movie. my huh. god! So like, he's in a lot of movies that you that you didn't think about, but then you look it up, and like he he was there, you know. Repo Man's um, going on my list, by the yeah. way. Oh yeah. shit! I didn't even see this. Look, he was in the a shit inferior in, Repo movie. He he. What's that? <laughs> Which one? He said it's the inferior Repo movie. Repo how, Man. How dare you? Yeah. There isn't I'm, a I'm fucking Repo a movie on the planet that's 
better than that. I was making a joke because I have the Master P Repos movie on my list. Yeah, which is probably really bad. I can't wait to not. <laughs> oh, it's going to be terrible, but I'm going to fucking yeah. love it. So Michael Tracy- Blackson and Cat Williams steal that movie. Uh, okay, that's all I need to know. <laughs> yeah. I'm going to counter your Repo movie with my Repo movie. Which, which movie? Is- Repo Man, Emilio Estevez. I love that movie. Oh no, that's what I mean. That yeah. that's my fit. Yeah, that movie's amazing yeah. with Harry Dean Stanton and, and, yeah, and yeah. Emilio Estevez. It's fucking fantastic. yeah. Mine's with Master P and Michael Blackson. Right. Okay. <laughs> okay. But uh, Tracy Walter was actually in quite a few episodes of Reno Nine One One. Too. Oh, okay. He played okay. a sheriff, Sheriff Walter. Oh, nice. Kivich or something. I don't know. Whatever. Anyway, look, we can move on. But yeah, he he's definitely another dude from my youth that showed up in a lot of different crazy movies. All right, so uh, like I said, Joker shows up, causes a scene. You know, his his gang busts through the doors and starts shooting machi- machine gun fire into the crowd. Again, we see Bruce Wayne is a crazy person. Like everyone's scattering away from this gunfire. Yeah. He walks into it so like nonchalantly. Oh, yeah. He's stepping over the cowering people without yeah. even seeing them. He's just stepping over them, moving closer to the action. Yeah, yeah, and it's not in the way that you would expect like if you think oh wow bruce wayne's here is really batman something bad's going down he's not right. afraid no. but he's going to try to find cover and maybe you know uh change or do something yeah. he just like slowly saunters over towards oh he's, the he's trance like he's absolutely yeah. in a trance like he's completely like just yeah he's on he's not focused on anything it's like it's i guess maybe he's having flashbacks to the night in the alley with his parents or whatever but yeah he's in a trance this whole time it's crazy and a bullet uh tags his jacket you know goes through his sleeve barely i mean it's an it's an odd but kind of cool choice it's very um we talked about that aloof bruce earlier right he doesn't seem to care one way or another about what's going on around him once he hyper focuses on on something yeah um, and in this case it's the joker he's he's looking at this guy like what what is what is happening watches right. him get into the car drive away and joker even notices bruce and gives him a little like fuck you wave like yes yeah you know? um vicky runs up to bruce and kind of snaps him out of this trance um obviously she's concerned because you're walking into the gunfire you dumb dumb what are you doing <laughs> you know everybody else ran away um yeah just a just an odd moment kind of cool kind of jumped out at me as as like wow that was a, a choice but it you know makes for an interesting bruce wayne it, it would have sucked to have a very boring bruce wayne because batman is yeah. also inherently a boring character to watch speak mm-hmm. and and you know so um but again, after all this is said and done, Joker's still pissed because Batman's getting more of the press. So he, <laughs> he smashes his TV with a fucking uh, a comic book spring-loaded boxing glove. Yes. Which, of course he has that. Why wouldn't he? Right. Um, yeah, it's like he wanted to hit the TV because like on a pole, that's a like perfect distance from the TV. <laughs> I know. It's per. It, it's... I wish I had like a, a permanently mounted gun punching. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Joe, if you want to hit this clip, this is his reaction to that. You know, it's in this moment that he gives one of my favorite Joker lines ever uttered. Batman. Batman. Can somebody tell me what kind of a world we live in? Where a man dressed up as a bat gets all of my press. This town needs an enema. <laughs> as if the line wasn't great enough. I know. The, the, the party, yeah, party favor sends it over the top, man. Yeah. So this fucking town good. needs an enema. <laughs> um, it's, yeah. It's it's hard to it's hard to know where to go from there because that's I I could stop the movie at that point and be satisfied. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, we're 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 getting there. We're about halfway through this movie. I'm going to speed things up a little bit. 
um, and kind of get us through the next couple of beats a little bit faster because we do get bogged down a little bit with some of the Bruce Wayne and Alfred stuff, you know, like we, some of the I'm concerned for you, I want you to have a happy life type of stuff that mm-hmm. seems to be prevalent in every Batman movie. Yeah. Um, so as Look, we f- I'm going to die pretty soon and you need someone else to take care of you. <laughs> That's pretty much it. That yeah. and like you're a miserable bastard, like you know, and I'm you're half my age, so get over it, man. Like I knew your parents, I was sad when they died, but look at me, I'm thriving in my you know my butler closet you make me live in <laughs> <laughs> under the stairs with Harry Potter. Yeah, yeah. Um, so. There's there's kind of a setup that happens where uh, Vicky Vale thinks that she's meeting Bruce Wayne and and she's actually um, meeting the Joker because the Joker becomes enamored with these photographs of her. Um, you know, it's it's the love triangle that you never wanted. Yes. Yeah. So already you've got like the romantic element of the plot. Now it's the love triangle element of the plot where, you know, Joker smitten with this gorgeous woman and just has to have her for his own. Um, It's a very convenient plot turn, you know, to have the Joker fall in love with Bruce Wayne's would-be girlfriend and also the Batman's would-be girlfriend. I don't know how I feel about it. It, it, It's not my favorite thing in the world, but it does make for some funny scenes later on. Yes. You know. Uh, I also got to say that Bob has the coolest jacket ever. <laughs> and I would love to own this thing. It's like a purple bomber jacket leather with a big patch on the front of uh, with Joker's face. Yeah. Yeah. The, the More impressive to me is the f- fact that he had like the time to get this done. Right. And like a of lot time. of them because like the entire Joker army has it. Yeah. It's like I'm sorry, the official the uniform of the yeah. Bob- the Proud Boys. They have it on their helicopter and on their cars. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they, they say branding really helps, you know, when you're trying to, <laughs> to grow your visibility. Is that what they say? Yeah. You got to have branding. <laughs> yeah, I'm into it, man. Um, again, more madcap performances by Jack Nicholson, twirling and dancing and fucking skipping and tapping his shoes together. He's... he's brilliant um so so when you do the art for this uh, episode i mean obviously you're going to be batman um and you know i gotta be the joker because i'm the guy who laughs at all kinds of inappropriate shit sure, sure. and we know who doug's gonna be right so i guess i'm alfred right yeah <laughs> well i mean if the if obvious the, joke if the obvious not the killing joke, joke eric the obvious, the obvious joke. joke that's, that's what it'll other, be it'll be the, the other comic lesser cover. known book i mean you can't yeah. you can't spell joker without joe <laughs> I'll do the killing joke comic book cover, but it'll say the obvious joke. Maybe no. I should be Vicky. Ooh. Okay. Or I could we be could Robert f- Wall. I could be Knox. But you know, you could also be the uh, that the other guy that uh, the one that um, the Joker's original boss, fucking uh, guy who tells like I've been in a hundred movies already. Right. Grissom. Oh yeah, yeah, Grissom. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I'll think on it. I'll think on it. So. Uh, we get to see Joker's goons working uh, at Axis Chemicals, making all of these dangerous-looking vats of stuff. Turns out, Joker's master plan is to um, put his Joker compound into these uh, household items, you know, these beauty items. And uh, that's how he's going to turn people into laughing, white-faced corpses. Right? Yeah. We, see, we see this play out on the news. They're going to be joking off. Um, joking off hard, man. <laughs> joking off to completion. He, he, he does my favorite villain thing ever where they hack the TV signal. Yeah, yes, I love it's that. great. Yeah. And the first time they do it, it's it's funny because it's, you know, it's, it's full on like colorful, stupid commercial. Um, yeah. They, they do it later in the film too where he's able to push the other signal out of the way with his hands yeah and gordon's f- talking and yeah <laughs> just swipes his hand it goes oh my it's way. so yeah. good it's so it's so dumb uh, it's so great it's i almost <laughs> expected like when the tv cut off him to just go 
Another Tim no. Burton classic. You know, that commercial's great, though. Love that Joker. <laughs> yeah. Brand X and the, the yeah, whole thing. Exactly. Tim Burton may be one of my favorite, like, stylistic wise in, when it comes to movies. Yeah. I mean, yeah, hit, listen, his. I'm with you on that. Visually. I enjoy them all. It's, it's, you see something and you know it's him, and that's the greatest yeah. compliment you can give to someone artistic, you know? Yep. But what I love about Joker's plan, you know, to poison all the cosmetic items in Gotham is that they show the anchors in, in like this, uh, you know, obviously the news breaks and they're there and, and the co-host dies, they get a new co-host and <laughs> they're, oh, yeah. the hair is frizzled like out. If you remember the like, junkies from the beginning of the movie, it's the same yeah, makeup. Exactly. I was like, I guess hairbrushes also could be, po- you know, messed up. Yeah, I know. I know. They, and the dude had like overboard some with that nasty yeah. fucking like zits on his face, like welts. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I love that. Just yeah. <laughs> it looks like a fucking garbage pail kid. Uh, yeah. After I think a it day. was. I think it was just an inside joke to make fun of the talking heads on TV. Yeah, those that they yeah. are. They're nothing without their makeup. You know. They're worse than regular people, <laughs> you know. So it was, yeah, it was interesting. Um, yeah, they, you know, you get to see the local government, Billy D. Williams, and everyone try to figure out how to deal with all this shit. Uh, no Colt Forty Five in sight. Yeah, uh, so underutilized, man. The smoothest man to ever walk to Earth was so underutilized in this movie. Right, I, I gotta, yeah. I gotta agree with you, man. Like he, he had nothing to do in this movie. No, he really, he was, he was eye candy, and that was it. And it wasn't even, there wasn't even that much of that, you know. Yeah, because I swoon over Billy D. I mean, yeah, you know, like that's how smooth that guy is. That's, so that's a smooth motherfucker. Yeah, it's also worth mentioning that we get to see, um, you know, the Joker's now girlfriend that he stole from Grissom is wearing like a. Oh man. Like a mask. creepy doll mask? Yeah, pretty much like a porcelain doll mask. Messed up. Yeah. yeah, and you find out why pretty soon here. Uh, you know, Vicky arrives for her date with Bruce, who's not really Bruce. She gets a care package delivered to her table, and it's got a gas mask in it. And soon this poisonous gas um, seeps in through the uh, air vents. Um, really cool scene. Really effective. Yeah. Yeah, um, we get um, berated by fucking terrible Prince Song. Yeah, and and yeah. then unleashes the Prince, man. I feel like I'm in that one percent of people who doesn't really like Prince and thinks he's extremely overrated. Oh, I no. Then I'm with you in that group, Joe. I like like Always a lot of people like, oh, way. Prince is the best thing. I'm like, no. He has maybe like three songs I can tolerate. Yeah, yeah. The music is not. I, I'm kind of with you. I, I'm always impressed by Prince's musicianship. Like they show okay. him playing sure. guitar yeah. and bass and stuff really well, um, but the songs don't are hit not for very me. good. They don't hit for um, me. Yeah, the the weirdest one he did the fight song for the Minnesota Vikings called "The Purple and the Gold," mm-hmm. and it is a terrible song. Yeah, <laughs> yeah it is. I can't imagine it's. I've never heard it, but I can't imagine it's a very good football fight song. <laughs> it's no. not. Oh my god, it is so bad. Yeah, and and like the Coke versus Pepsi argument of it all, I was always a Michael Jackson guy over a Prince guy. Um, but now, that's also terrible. So, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> just can't win. Um, so everybody in the room is dead except for Vicky, and in pops in Joker and his crew. And another majestic hat. Yeah. Another awesome wardrobe change. And they're improving the art in this uh, right. in this space. So you get to see some fun vandalism set to Prince music. Apparently, Jack Nicholson, this was the only scene that made him feel uncomfortable because he really is an art lover. And he felt like this was too far. Yeah. Yeah. There was one picture in particular he said had to be left alone in that scene I forget what it was it was either one that he owned in real life or just loved in real life and he didn't want that defaced even the even a fake print of it he didn't want it defaced yeah so is this I'm forgetting that is this the scene where he has sort of like the marching band stick yeah he's got the stick he's twirling it around you got guys, you know, painting yeah. the red lips and the green hair and stuff. And the reason, know. the reason I I bring that up is because it very much reminded me 
of Ruby Red's entrance in Fifth Element. Oh my and god! And I think yeah. that I think he stole, not stole, but used a lot of that because it's very similar. The, the, well, the music style is similar because it wasn't Prince in Fifth Element, but it was a very similar style of music. And just the way you know Joker paraded around with that cane or that stick that he had, it reminded yeah. me very much of Ruby Red from from Fifth Element. So I'm wondering if there was, you know, that was some nod to to Nicholson's Joker. I don't know. No, you're absolutely right. Yeah, it it totally yeah. it totally reads that way, right? And uh, yeah, he does stop Bob from destroying this painting in yeah. in scene. It's like yeah, I that's like, the I one. like this one, yeah, exactly. And that was real, like yeah, yeah. So uh, you know, Joker sits down and and sort of professes his feelings, and you know, is trying to show the sensitive side of himself, the artist side of himself. Um, very weird character trait for the Joker. Yeah. Yes. Um, but his girlfriend, he's he's presented to her as like, look at this work of art. Look at her face, and he, you know, he scarred her and fucked her all up. So, oh yeah, it does get super dark. Um, he also takes her portfolio and he's thumbing through it, and he's like, this sucks. <laughs> Trash, this sucks. Garbage. Trash. Yeah. But then the photos of the bodies is like, this is art. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So yeah, just a kind of another wonderful manic Joker scene. Um, you know, it, again that flesh-colored paint, super unnerving. Uh, yeah. But we get a Batman rescue out of it, and this is one of the coolest Batman scenes in the movie because they're not trying to make him do things he can't do. He just kind of shows up and uses gadgets, and it's you know, um, it's not a whole lot of like fake karate going on or anything that we will we'll get to that um but i'm looking to see if i i don't think i have a clip from this um i thought you did joker's uh, line when he leaves the next one you have is give this to the press yeah okay all right sorry pull anything here um nothing about the toys nothing about the toys even though it's super applicable to me because um I have a battering in my hand right now. Yeah. yeah. Um, but yeah, it's it's a cool, it's a definitely an iconic line. I probably should have pulled it, um, but Joe's great at impressions, so he'll do it for you now. <laughs> uh, my mind just went blank. So I was over here downloading the Prince Purple and Gold song. <laughs> oh, jeez. Okay. It's where does he get those wonderful toys, I think. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Where does he get those wonderful toys? Yes. You nailed yeah. it. Now, interestingly you- enough, fucking the Joker in this movie, and we, I talked about this with the boys before the show, Robin Williams was considered, or maybe yeah. maybe not seriously considered. Huh, where does he get these wonderful toys? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> nanu, nanu. Uh, oh, they, they call me the Joker. I'm Jack's dead. <laughs> they they kind of they kind of used fucking uh, Robin Williams as bait i guess oh this yep. town needs an enema jack, jack was hemming and hawing about it and to put pressure on him they said they told jack we just hired robin williams yeah well, we're gonna hire robin williams and then jack said all right i'll do it and they dumped robin and that's when like he didn't talk to warner brothers for a yeah. long time after that because so they, <laughs> they offered him the the riddler and he he yeah he said no nah. yeah 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 crazy was jim carrey is obviously a better in that role I mean, he's definitely he Jim Carrey. He was very Carey. good in that. He <laughs> was very good in that. Yeah. yeah. But it's just funny. Like, I can't really imagine anyone in this Joker Riddle role. me this! <laughs> <laughs> Other than Nicholson, man. Especially Robin Williams. I mean, I love Robin yeah. Williams, but... He wouldn't have been good in it. No. They, it and, and again, they, they he's did... He's too soft. Use, they did use him purely as bait. They had no intention of like using Robin, him Like, Robin Williams doesn't have the edge that Jack Nicholson has. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, no, that's uh, I thought it was worth mentioning, but yeah, it's it, it wouldn't have worked. Definitely not. Ooh, wait till they get a load of me. <laughs> yeah. So you know, Batman escapes and you get to see his car, man. This is like the now. First this appearance. to me is the Batmobile. I don't care about any of the other ones. This is the Batmobile. <laughs> yeah, it's. I mean, well, I would argue I like the Futura. Like I like the Adam West car because it's so fucking weird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, but this is to me. This is the Batmobile. This is very iconic. 
because it's so like fucking phallic and you know, <laughs> fucking cool. It's I know. like a, a jet coming out of it. Like it's badass. Now, now yeah. someone made a real life fucking jet car Batmobile. Oh yeah. God, why? Because he wanted to. He, um, I was on one of these like YouTube channels I watch where it's like a car. They're talking about cars basically. And he's telling the story about how, like, he had this fucking real-life Batmobile and he got pulled over. And, like, he's trying to explain to the police how it works. And he's like, you got to get back because, like, they will shoot flames 40 feet off the back of it. Oh, God. Yeah. Don't do that. Do you know this, use, the story of this car? Yeah, please fill it. Fill, yeah, fill everybody well, in. I know, I know all the parts they used to make the car. Was it like a... <laughs> it's an engine from an Impala. Okay. The not headlights are from a impressive. Honda Civic. <laughs> Come on, yeah. Batman. And um, uh, there was something else that was kind Mercedes of Mercedes taillights, and the yeah. jet engine was from a Harrier jump jet. Yeah, yeah, and then his ears yeah. were too fucking tall, so they had to change his entire costume to make him fit in there because yeah. he couldn't oh, fit yeah. inside. He couldn't the, close the, the cockpit with the ears like they were. Yeah, so they had to redesign and the costume. Yeah. I just like that based on the parts. It sounds like Batman put this thing together at fucking advanced auto parts. Pretty much. Yeah. And do you know do you know why it had that sliding Harrier type cockpit? Because they put the thing together and showed uh, Burton the prototype, and Burton looks at the crew and he goes, "Where's the doors? They forgot <laughs> to put fucking doors in it." Oh. So rather than redoing the whole thing, they made the cockpit slidable so you could get in and out. Yeah, <laughs> that's fucking that's amazing. Yep. So what I what I read was that I guess MTV ran a contest uh, when this film came out that you could win one of the screen used cars but they had to take yeah. the engine out of it right so what you won was an engineless batmobile yeah. um that you still had to insure that lives here that has one. Oh, like a replica yeah I, I got pictures of it when i was falling around one day who does this guy that lives here in my town no i've seen i've seen some replicas that are pretty cool like you know but this was legit. You know, it was like you get this screen-used car, and, and it ended up being such a fucking hassle for the dude that won it. Right, right. Yeah. That he had to sell it for peanuts. Yeah, he had to pay you know. taxes on it, and then, you're right, had to insure it and all that shit. Yeah. Yeah. So they escape in Batman's big dick car, and, uh, <laughs> you know, they speed up the film because the car is not very fast in real life. No, wait, like, so much. <laughs> <laughs> like it couldn't even go around a corner, so it has the fucking hook, hook thing. Right, that, that, that is like twenty the, feet long or something too. <laughs> yeah. By the way, that scene is the wackest. Just the physics of it. I'm like, why? Why did he have to do that to make a very slow left hand turn? <laughs> yeah, I was wondering the same thing. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but Batman is held up by construction, as you are in the city. So he uh, <laughs> gets out of his car to run down an alley. And he turns on the uh, security, which is like a, a big car condom that, you know, <laughs> like just envelops envelops the Batmobile. Yeah. Um, they work a, a female fat joke into the movie, which, you know, I guess you could still do in the late 80s. So Batman tells her, like, how much do you weigh? Oh, She's, right. Yeah. Yeah. It turns out she weighs uh, these women. Yeah, she oh. lied. Right. Always be shopping. I just sent you guys some pictures of the ones that I took. Yeah, I that saw were, that's cool. Oh, that's I, I awesome. saw it pull out in front of me. I was like, what the fuck? <laughs> <It's> like, that's <laughs> badass. That's pretty cool. Um yeah, so we get a we get a cool kind of almost narrow escape here. Um because they're now so heavy, he says, just take the thing off my belt and he lets himself fall down and, and uh gets confronted by another group of thugs and surprise takes more bullets to the chest yeah yep will batman survive <laughs> uh you know will he escape this precarious situation from the joker thugs <laughs> tune in next episode episode three and the finale of batman 1989 same bat time same bat channel uh spoiler alert definitely survives bam 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 So if you're uh, listening to Masters of the Cinematic Universe, you obviously love movies. Uh, I do too, because I host this podcast. And um, my pedal company, 37FX, um, definitely has a movie theme. 
So if you're looking for really cool guitar pedals and the bonus of having some uh, fun movie themes, uh, hit up the website, 37FX.com. That's the word 30, the number 7.com. Uh, you can find things like the Fat Guy Little Coat Fuzz and uh, soon to be released, the Tombstone Trouble Boost, both, both based on some fantastic movies. So, uh, you know, hit the website up. We've got some great sound samples on there. And uh, you can also hit me up um, through Facebook or Instagram uh, with any questions you have. I really appreciate it. Thanks, guys. <laughs>